Thank you for tuning in to Sliders and Curveballs. This is our third episode. Um, say hi, Joe. Hi. And I wanted to thank everybody who's given us such great feedback um, on our first couple of episodes. We've had so much encouragement and so many positive thoughts from your teacher at school to your baseball coaches to all your young friends and our listeners, all of your friends and family. Uh, it's been really wonderful. Um, I also have a little list of interesting pieces of constructive criticism. Now, we're coachable, right, Joe? Yeah. So every once in a while, somebody will give us a good idea, and sometimes you need to just process that idea and then continue to get better, and we want to learn. Just yeah. like sports, right? Yeah, yeah. So, just like Stephen Curry. <laughs> exactly. So one, one morning I woke players. up. One of your favorite players, Stephen, Stephen Curry, you're right. One, of, one morning I woke up, and I had about 12 text messages. Um, I just want to read a couple of them to you in regards to some of our constructive criticisms. Um, first one, your first episode was way too long. Your second episode with the MLB picks was way too short. Uh, Joe's the star. He doesn't need you, Mike. You wish you had Joe's voice, don't you? Um, another one was, don't record too many shows, um, but you should also try to do these weekly. Another one was, you say um too many times. Whenever you say um, you should donate to charity <laughs> or a church. <laughs> now, all of these, these were all from my mother. These were all from Grams, all in one day. And Papa. <laughs> and, so this is, uh, we love all the moms and dads out there, but a week ago, my mother thought podcasting was actually a fishing trip that we were going to be getting ready to go on. But she, she's got all these ideas in her head. Um, you want to give a shout out to her? Shout out to Grams and Papa and my friend Nathan. Your friend Nathan from school as well? Yeah. Excellent. Lastly, we had one very interesting comment, which was, uh, please don't ever go on YouTube. We don't want to see you on TV. Mike, you have the face for podcasts. And that was from Uncle Davey. So, wow, you, you can't get any better than that, huh? He's me. <laughs> All righty. Well, hopefully he's listening. I'm sure he will be. Um, Yay. So we want to talk a little bit about, we have two major topics for today, and we'll get into them in a moment. But uh, we made our MLB picks. It was yes. an exciting wild card um, round. East and West. Or uh, National League and American League, right? East and West. And a couple of plays that Joe saw, I, I think you went one and one in your predictions because you thought the Brewers would win, and then you also thought um, Tampa Bay would win, so you got one of those right. But a couple of plays, you had gone to sleep. I saw them at night, and I showed them to you the next morning. The first interesting play was... Juan Soto hit an amazing bases-loaded double, and the ball got shot out to right field. And, you, and I asked you, what did the right fielder for the Milwaukee Brewers do wrong? And you told me what? He let the ball go past him. Because he didn't what? Karaoke. Which is a term that you learn from which coaches? Mainly? Paul. Coach Paul. He always tells you, move your feet horizontally from side to side. It's better to go back. Um, and let the ball keep it in front of you and then, and then be able to make a good throw. Am I correct? 
Yes. So the brewer, right fielder, let the ball go by him. He did not move his feet. He's just stuck his glove out. The ball goes right by him. The bases loaded, cleared, and the Nationals fans went absolutely insane in Washington, D.C. They ended up winning the game. And when the guy threw it to second, the guy, the guy was off second. Purposely get just I don't even think he cared. He was so excited they had taken the lead. That was actually a little silly because what happens if um, the other, guy the other team came up to bat and, and ended up winning the game? They had their last stops. Luckily, they didn't. But I, I noticed that as well. Now, the second play that was a little odd to us was the young rookie phenom, Ronald Acuna Jr., who you've seen in person. What Versus the Marlins. He... He... He hits a ball to right field. He thinks it's a home run. He just, he's just um clapping his feet together, holding the bat and walking. And then he sees it go off the wall. He just, he just does, like he, he just stands there. And then he sees the ball go off the wall. He tries to run. He gets a single. But it should have been an automatic. A double. So he didn't hustle out of the box. Yes. So you learn no matter what, when that ball hits the bat, which you're working on doing every single day, you run like mad until somebody comes and tells you. Uh, it doesn't even matter if they have to come and tap you on the shoulder. Come back here to home plate. You just run like uh, somebody's chasing you. Sorry, Ronald Cunha. That's okay. No offense, Ronald. Acuna Jr. Exactly. Now, before we transition into our um, topics for today, I do want to give a shout out to the New England Blue Storm. You actually went one and one over the weekend. You played under the lights um, at Volunteer, and then uh, you won. And today, and boy, that was a cold night. And then today, you played an early morning game um, at Cheshire, and. Uh, you lost what was a close game against a very good team, and you actually had an amazing play. I'm so proud of you. Uh, I almost blacked out on the uh, on the sidelines. He almost had a heart attack. Let's just say. Okay, and so <laughs> walk so walk me through the play. The ball gets hit to right field. No, You're playing right. Do... Okay, so the ball's hit by my friend Seth in the first baseman, um, and then I'm right behind him. The ball goes up and over his head. It comes for a grounder. I grab the ball. I throw the ball to my friend Judah on second. And then I get him out. So, uh, basically, I heard Chris yelling. And then I got a foul ball first hit of the year. Absolutely. You made some great contact off a good pitcher. And you you also... um, I was, I was hearing him yell, cut two, cut two, which means you need to basically bomb that ball. As soon as the ball gets to your glove, I'm no like bursting Mookie around. I'm like Mookie Besser and Judge. You just gunned it down, and next thing you know, it was right on target, and he was out. Sorry to the other fans that are not Mookie Betts or Aaron Judge's Yankees or Red Sox. No problem. Even no though problem. they're big enemies. <laughs> <laughs> they're big enemies, you're right. All right, so let's let's talk about what our two main topics are for today. Well, we technically have three because we're on the Cunha. True. So this is now we're going into the next two. Yeah. Our first main topic is actually going to be baseball related. Although Joe's favorite two sports are baseball and basketball. 
and college basketball. Uh, ironically, for our young really listeners college. out there, I don't know if it's the same with you, but he gravitates more towards the sports that they're not wearing masks. So, for instance, he's starting to learn and love hockey a little bit. He's starting to learn and love um, football a little bit. But those stars don't have masks. Uh, those stars have masks and helmets, so they're not as recognizable. I don't know if a lot of our uh, moms and dads that are listening also finds that to be true with their kids, but you gravitate towards your, most of your knowledge is centered around uh, baseball and basketball. So our first topic is actually going to be about a very interesting thing in baseball, which is why does the American League use designated hitters and why does the National League use pitchers to hit? The second topic is actually going to be about, we waited on this for a little while, all the dynamic duos, the Batmans and the Robins, if you will, in the NBA. Many teams got better this offseason, and it's almost as if there are a half a dozen or a dozen teams that all have two extremely good players, and which teams got them? Which teams impress you the most? And what is our way too early prediction for who could be in the finals? It can't be rookies, though, like Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett. You don't even know how the season's going to go. Very true, very true. Because so a lot of people are saying RJ Barrett's going to have a bad year. We'll see. The Knicks, uh, no sometimes. No RJ Barrett. Sometimes the Knicks, they don't make the greatest of picks. So, um, and DeAndre Jordan should have stayed with the Knicks. It would make it a lot better with um, RJ Barrett. Very good. All right, so let's talk a little bit about our first topic, which is the American League and the National League. They have a different set of rules. In my opinion, what makes baseball so unique and special is that it's unusual. There are 30 major league baseball parks. You almost want to visit every one of them. Maybe one day we slowly will. I believe we're up to two. We have 28 to go. Zach Hempel's friend um, has his name is, I forgot his name, but one summer he went to every park. And he probably went to three parks in one day. Yep, his name is Munish, and maybe he'll be a guest in the future. But Zach Campbell is somebody that Joe watches all the time on YouTube. My favorite he's, YouTuber. He's caught over 11,000 baseballs, including um, Mike Trout's very first home run ever and the 3,000 hit of um, A-Rod. And so he's always in the right place at, a, at the right time. He's Who's A-Rod? A uh, Alex, Alex Rodriguez. They call him A-Rod for short. Um, the former Yankee, and he's always in the right place at the right time, and he's just a baseball maniac. So um, what we were talking about as far as all these major league parks, we have 28 more to visit. But what's interesting is they're all so special. Not the home run wall, the distance to left field, right field, center field, they're not all the same, which makes every park a bit unique. And then also the American League and the National League Due to their long-standing traditions, they actually have two different sets of rules. That rule is called, for our young listeners, rule number 5.11, which means... Five and a half. Well, I guess it could be looked at that way, yeah. And it, it basically <laughs> is the I'm designated smart. hitter rule. Now, back in the early 1900s, the, there had been debates amongst owners in baseball saying, hey... We don't want pitchers to pitch. Only a couple pitchers can hit. We should have a designated hitter. 
This was back in the days of Babe Ruth. You've heard of that name before, right, Joe? Yes, one of the legends in baseball. And he's also... And David Ortiz. He's also one of the greatest pitchers and hitters in baseball, which is very rare. Now, all of the young pitchers on your team, they're all great hitters. But eventually, as you start to get older and older and older, you start to become doing... You start to do a specific baseball position and a lot of times pitchers they just concentrating on I want to be a pitcher on pitching maybe you'll try it one day so in 1973 they had the very first designated hitter um it was his Who name was, was it? Ron Mark Blomberg they called him the boomer and he was a New York Yankee he came up instead of the pitcher as the designated hitter against the Boston Red Sox pitcher Named Louis Tiant. Louis Tiant. Why does it have to be Red Sox? It just happened to be the two teams, ironically, our New England teams. It happened to be the two teams that actually did the very first designated hitter. They're not in, New England team. Well, they're in the New England area of the country. Sure. Um, in 1973. And so I was just a couple of years old when this happened. Mm-hmm. Now, as a result, ever since a designated hitter has been involved in the American League, the American League's batting averages have actually been better because they substitute a really great hitter for somebody that maybe doesn't hit as often, isn't as used to it, who's a pitcher. Uh, what I think is unique about this is, you know, I, I can appreciate when a pitcher gets up there and tries to make a really good bunt, it's a really great chess match, or when a pitcher is a really good hitter. Like, I've seen LeVon Hernandez. And Babe Ruth. I've seen LeVon Hernandez when we were in uh, Miami. He was an incredible hitter. You, you might actually, he might actually go yard on you and hit, and hit a home run. Uh, another great uh, hitter, uh, Madison Bumgarner. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, I've seen him batting practice. Very good hitter. And then, of course, we have an incredible guy who's almost like a unicorn, Shohei Otani, who is a combination. He wants to pitch, and he also wants to hit in the everyday regular lineup. It's amazing. But... I'm in favor of a designated hitter, extending the careers of special guys like David Ortiz, um, Albert Pujols, Edgar Martinez. I would rather see them come up to the plate than some pitcher who maybe isn't as used to hitting. For example, um, recently there's a pitcher, Dallas Keuchel, and Dallas Keuchel was traded from the Houston Astros to the Braves. So in Houston, he never hit. With the Braves, he's a National Leaguer. He started to hit. He's hit seven. He's a great pitcher. He's hit 75 times in his entire career, and he has 50-something strikeouts. We, That's he, a lot. He, so he doesn't get that to hit as much. That should be strikeout history. He, he, he strikes out a lot, so he doesn't get to hit as much. Joseph, what is your opinion as far as if you go to a baseball game, would you rather see pitchers hit? Or would you rather see somebody come in for the pitcher who's a big home run hitter probably and, and, and he gets his chance at the Like play? David Ortiz. Exactly. Well, my opinion is that the pitchers when they hit and the pitchers that don't, they like to do that because they don't want to make all major baseball the same boring thing. That's what makes baseball interesting. So you're in favor of the pitcher getting a chance to hit even though he may strike out? Yes. Okay, so you, you, you like the pitcher getting a chance in the lineup to hit. Because it per- makes baseball more fun than boring. Like, 
every time somebody is a bat. All you need doesn't need a teacher. Okay, interesting. Okay, so we disagree on that a little bit, but I appreciate your opinion and from your but perspective. But luckily, designated hitter, hitters sometimes get to do it. Absolutely. Sometimes get to play in the field. Like JD, I've seen him play in the field a thousand times when it was my birthday and I saw him in person. Absolutely. And he wasn't even a designated hitter. Yep, so. He was playing, uh, well, designated hitters are used to playing outfield. Because the utility guys are the infielders, mostly. Exactly, like a Brock Holt. But well, some... Like Pedroia when he got hurt, and then Brock Well, here's my question. Who was the second baseman bef at, bef after Justin Pedroia got hurt? Brock Holt wasn't, that's all I know. Because it was Michael Chavis! Yes, that's right. He came in for a little while, and he started off the season really getting red hot. But when Michael Chavis was, what's it called, when he was playing first, mm -hmm. who was second? Sometimes they had this Marco Hernandez, and sometimes they mm. had... Um, Rodriguez, I forgot his name. Yeah, so they, they switch it up a little bit, and sometimes Holt would play there. What uh, The interesting thing about Go back baseball, to your questions. No, no problem. The interesting thing about baseball is I just think that the rules, they're a little too unusual for me, where... If, you know, American League plays it one way and you do it based on what park you're in, National League plays it another way, you do it based on what park you're in. Um, what I think is interesting is when you have, like, let's just talk, talk about this in relation to basketball, for example. Imagine if they had different rules in the East and the West. Like, let's just pretend somebody got fouled. And in the East, the best free throw player was able to come out and take the free throws, like Ray Allen. He's a 94% free throw shooter. But when you played in the West, if somebody got fouled, instead of having a, de having a designated free throw shooter, you actually have the person who got fouled take it. So like Shaquille O'Neal, who was not a good free throw shooter and had a very low percentage, he got to go to the free throw line. The strategy would be so much different, and I just think that's unusual. I would almost like one set of rules, but I do appreciate your opinion, Joe. No offense, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq, Kenny the Smith. No problem. We love Shaq and Kenny the Jet Smith and Charles Barkley. My mom and dad are a big fan of Miami Heat. Of course, my dad right now is wearing a Miami Heat shirt. I've seen many games there. I'm not a big fan of the Heat. I'm more of a fan of the Celtics, Bucks, um, Warriors, Rockets. You, you love a lot of these teams, yeah. especially when you play the NBA 2K. But Miami Heat is lucky because they get Bull Bull. And, uh, who, and Jimmy Butler. And they just got. Jimmy Butler. Exactly. Dun, dun, dun. Now, um, our second topic is actually going to be about the NBA. But what I wanted to tell the listeners is sometimes we stitch together our podcast. We do it in different types of uh, different segments. Because you never know. Our director of statistics, Potty Breaks and Lunch, she may go ahead and just all of a sudden tell us, hey, guys, we need you to do something. So we may do an, a part of an episode and then stitch it together with another one. So listen all the way through. Our podcast will always end with a little video game noise. And it will always end with, um, it'll sound like Pac-Man, the old school video game, kind of losing his life. Like, You've know, you know that you've listened to the end of the podcast whenever you hear the video game noise. Because sometimes there's a teeny bit of dead air, 
And so you'll get a chance to listen um, just for like maybe 10 to 15 seconds. And then all of a sudden, another portion of the podcast will begin. But we will try to alert you to stay tuned for another segment. Um, before we get into that other segment, Joseph, Joseph and I wanted to introduce something that we're going to do unique. And it's called Joseph's Twitter Challenge. What that means is every podcast, Joe has a long list of stars that he would like to invite on the podcast, a long list of athletes that he um, enjoys watching their game. And what I'm going to do is after the podcasts are done and we publish them, um, right now we're on Spotify and Anchor and hopefully we'll be on iTunes and Stitcher in about a week or so. We're on I'm, iTunes and probably Stitcher now. The last week's video. Maybe maybe next week, I think. I'm going to get an alert. Uh-huh. So what's going to happen is I will hashtag and I will invite those stars if they want to come on the podcast and be a, a guest for Joe to ask you some questions, or if they just want to give us their consent and they want to give us a little voicemail message. Anchor has a little voicemail feature. You might have heard in the last episode that Uncle Lou left us a little voicemail and we stitched his voicemail into the podcast. So if all of our listeners out there, moms and dads, if any of Joseph's, Joseph's baseball uh, teammates or friends want to leave a little voicemail message, we might even use you on the air. So your very first Twitter challenge, Joe, is going to be to who? Sander Bogart. So we challenge, this is Sliders and Curveballs, challenging Xander Bogarts, the Boston Red Sox, what position? Shortstop. What number? Number two. We challenge you to come on the podcast, chop it up with Joe and talk a little bit, or leave us a voicemail message, tell us that you're listening, and that you want to wish a young player encouragement so he can continue to improve his game like if you the clear year that you've had. If you can't, then if you have time later, just it doesn't matter how long it is, give us a voicemail for a second. Doesn't matter how long it is. We don't care. Doesn't matter how long it is. Reach out to us. Send me a private message um, on Twitter. And I'll tell you where we got this idea from. We got this idea because our favorite golfer, Phil Mickelson, he's a lefty. Joe's a lefty. Shout out to all the lefties out there in the righty world. Um, He has been engaging people and has been hilarious on Twitter the last 60 days, I would say. He's doing his own little fireside chats. He lights a little candle. He sits down with some of his golf friends. They talk all kinds of things about all different kinds of stories. Well, on the afternoon before Joseph started second grade, he said, ask me a question and I'll reach back with you. And so I went ahead and and tweeted him, um, call my son on FaceTime uh, before he has to get ready and take a shower and eat dinner. Because you start school tomorrow. Now, Phil did I not get... I already started school. No, but this was back a couple weeks ago. Now, Phil did not get back to us. He's rather busy. Um, with other kids. With other kids, out, absolutely. But that's where we got the idea. Um, and he, he got rather busy. But we have a uh, long-standing invitation. Phil Mickelson, if you're listening, or if any of our listeners out there know Phil Mickelson, six degrees of separation... Please let Phil know that he's welcome on the show anytime. Now, our second... Or if you know, if you know Phil, Nick, Phil Mickelson and you're, and you're friends with him, call, tell us his phone number and we'll call him. We'll just call him. Why not? For FaceTime. 
Absolutely. Now, our, sec our second um, part of the show is going to be about all the all the amazing players, trades, and players of the NBA. And then um, it's only going to be two or three players. Well, we'll see. Not like now, the whole team. So we have the Eastern Conference show. Yep. All right. So one of the teams that I think has a good chance of being in the NBA Finals, and, I'll, and you can tell me your opinion when we're done, is probably the Milwaukee Bucks. Can you tell Do you remember who the two main players are in the Milwaukee Bucks? Yes. Go for it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. And what's his nickname? The Greek Freak. Okay, I love that name. Okay. Okay. Then we got Splash Mountain. I think that's one of the best nicknames ever. That's no, that's Greek Freak. Greek Freak, okay. And then we got... And who's um, Splash Mountain? Um, Brooke Lopez. And ironically, his brother's on the team this year as well, so two seven-footers. And his brother. You're right, the other Antetokounmpo. And then um, Chris Middleton. Right, Chris that's Middleton him. is the other all-star. So a very good balanced team. I think oh, they have a good chance of going very deep into the playoffs like they did last year. Another team that's going to be super are your favorite team, the Boston Celtics. All right. And who would you say that their two main players are? Three still. Go for it. Kemba Walker. Okay, from? University of? From University of Connecticut. Okay. Jason Tatum. Absolutely. We won't mention what school he's from. Okay. Jalen Brown. Exactly. So they Jason have a... Tatum's from Duke. Okay. My dad's worst team. Okay. So now we have his biggest enemy. Enemy. You said that. I think you said enemy. No, I said enemy. Enemy. Okay. Enemy. That's a hard word to pronounce. Enemy. Yeah. Enemy. So we have. And then, I, to be honest with you, I think one of the one of the wild cards on that team is Gordon Hayward. This is the second year since he's had a horrible injury. I had his haircut. Then we started to go to Christian Holmes. Right. So you used that to have... That's one of my favorite players. Absolutely. You used to have the Gordon Hayward haircut, and now you have the CR7, the Christian Ronaldo. Yeah, and Gordon Hayward's hair can be two ways. It can be up, over with the line, or just up and over with nothing. Very good. Now, the thing about the Celtics I did is... the one up and over with no line. So now I have the line, and I go Christian Ronaldo's hair. Excellent. I could do it without any product. Product. Project. Product. Product. Okay. And, but if you do that and you go to school, it's easy to fall out. Like, it, it will be easy to just go down long hair. But if you have it with product, then it sticks up a lot. But it only goes down, like, if you have recess or wellness. I absolutely. Gym, exactly. Or like an exercise thing. Then that. Absolutely. Now with the Boston Celtics though, the only thing about them is it really depends if they're going to get any production from their production from their center position will determine how far they can go. The other main team in the East is it has to be go ahead Joe. Philadelphia 76ers. Okay, and why don't you tell me about Uncle some Lou's of their stars? Uncle favorite team. Uncle Lou's favorite team. That, that are you kind of enemy. Well, they're, they're a big enemy of the Celtics. Here's now, the thing. There are four players on their team. Right, yeah. and so can you go over a few of their names? 
Al Horford, who just got traded from the Celtics. Which is a problem, I think. Which is sad. Right. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. The second tallest player in the NBA. Okay. Wait, back to the Boston Celtics. Taco Fall, Trey Mount Waters. Okay, so you you want those guys to do well, and then who else? Who else is a running mate of Joel Embiid and Al Horford? Um, Ben Simmons. Exactly, Ben Simmons. Now, which I think, is my teacher's last name? Exactly, Simmons. you're right, and I think that they're going to miss the sharpshooter JJ Reddick. Reddick, but they're a very very strong team. Now. Mm-hmm. In the Western Conference, in my opinion, if you don't, if your team isn't in the state of California, oh come on, good luck. You're probably oh. not going to make it to the the finals. You could. They got D'Angelo Russell, Clay Thompson, Mike. No, but Stephen Curry. And what what team are you talking about? Draymond Green. What team are you talking about? Golden State. And what state are they in? California. Ah, got you on that one. All right, the other teams that are in the state of California that I think might be able to win would be the Clippers. And who are the two main players, Batman and Robin, on the Clippers? Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Okay. And then also you have a Batman and Robin on your Los Angeles Lakers, and that would probably be... Anthony Davis and LeBron Absolutely. The brow. The brow, right, exactly. So, Clay Thompson is hurt for Golden State. The Lakers have Rajon Rondo, who's a veteran point guard. They have Kyle Kuzma, and they have a sharpshooter in Danny Green. Um, On what team again? The Lakers. Danny Green? Exactly. He's a, oh, yeah, and DeMarcus Cousins. Although I think he might be hurt. He might play because... In the playoff game versus the Rockets, he tumbled down, hit his foot hard. Absolutely. Now, I think two teams in the Western Conference that also have a Batman and Robin situation, and they maybe have an outside chance of sneaking in, might be Houston with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. The thing is, they're going to try. Houston Rockets with James Harden, ball hog. Okay. And now he has a new shot that probably won't even go in. He a does one a one foot jump. A one shot. foot jump shot. You know Something. that in order to have a good shot, you have to have two feet set. You gotta be like Stephen Curry. You gotta be a small guy to do it. Well, the thing is, Harden and Westbrook, their their goal every game is probably gonna be to get anywhere between fifty to points eighty points. Together. That's insane. They want to get 50 to 80 points combined. And then they're, all that's going to be left for the rest of that team is just some scraps. Like Clint Capella. They're just going to tell him, oh, go crash the boards, get a rebound, and then kick it out to us. Um, the other, the other well, team that I think... Clint Capella is a dunker. He's a dunker. He right. doesn't dunk that much. But yeah. So maybe rebounds, putbacks, and things like that. Yeah, but his hair is... I love his hair. Because they're kind of like... He has a red line that goes down a little bit. He's got good style. Like the Houston Rockets colors. Okay. He's got good style. Kind of like the Miami Heat colors. And then you have the Portland Trail Blazers who have um, C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard. C.J. McCollum's hurt. Just saying that. Okay, I did not know that. But they also picked up a former Miami Heat center, Hassan Whiteside. So he'll be able to go get those guys some rebounds. But I think, they, I think that those two guys seem to share the ball a little bit better. So we've discussed one, two, three, um, four, better five. Than, better than, um, what's his name? 
Harden and Westbrook. Possibly, no yes. No offense to Harden and Westbrook. Sure. Now, we we've, so we've discussed eight teams. I don't think that the Nets are going to be much of a factor this year because they have Kyrie and they don't have Kevin KD. Durant for the whole year. Um, But Kyrie has a mask. I don't like the mask because he had a concussion on his nose. He's still playing, but he has a mask. He's a well So we've discussed eight teams. I just don't like the mask. Philly, Milwaukee. Boston. I had one more team that I would like to add on. Who, who's that? New Orleans Pelicans. They're going to be young. Because they have Zion Williamson, Lonzo Ball. And J.J. Redick now. J.J. Redick. They don't have enough. It, they're, 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 there's a learning curve for them. They would be in the playoff if they still had LeBron. That's for certain. But now he's with LeBron. And so in the West, we have... Five teams, the Lakers, Golden State, the Clippers, Houston, and Portland. Joseph, with all those teams, I think you would agree that that's probably the cream of the crop for the NBA. Right now, it's way too early. You don't have any idea how everybody's going to play. You don't know what the schedules are like. You don't know what the seeds are like. You don't know who's going to we'll get We'll tell hurt. you more info. No, but no, I'm asking you now. Who do you think? Who do you think right now, way too early to decide, who do you think would potentially be in the finals if you had to? If you had to take a, uh, a guess, which you do, you have to take a guess. Los Angeles. Which um, one? Lakers. You say the Lakers in the finals, and who would you say comes out of the East? Clippers. Um, and out of the Eastern Conference? And Golden State. Those oh, so are, you like those three? Yeah, and then I got Milwaukee, Philly, and Boston. But if you had to narrow it down, give me one team in the finals. One, one team from the West and one team from the East. It's hard. I would say your Golden State Warriors. Okay, is the Western team. Um, and then I would say two of my favorite teams are Boston Celtics. Or? Uh, or obviously Philly. Okay, Philly. So I, I, I tend to agree with you. If I, if I had to I pick just two teams, and I know I'm going to make Uncle Lou very happy about this, I would, I'm going to say this is my way too early prediction in early September. Oh. Joe is mouthing to me, no, no, don't do it. I'm going to put Philly in the finals from the East. And, I, and, and I'm also going to put the Lakers in the finals in the West. You're mean. Although I've had to give a tremendous amount of thought to this because Golden State and the Clippers are both very intriguing Dad, as well. Golden State has more players than, than the Lakers because they only have Lonzo Ball, LeBron James. Wow. Well, no, they don't have Lonzo like, anymore. I mean, but they not have Lonzo, the Brown. The Brow, um, Anthony Davis. I just like that inside-outside combination. But here's the thing. Golden State, Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, D'Angelo Russell. No Clay Thompson. Oh, who's, man, who's their big the man? Playoffs. Andrew Bogut is the big man. I just think I that forgot. the combination. I mean, well, it's a, it, and Oogie. Oh, um, Igor Dallas? Andre. I think he might be on the move. Andre. We got to double-check that. Where's my Andre? Oogie. All right, well, this has been fun. So we, ha- we, we were able to talk a little bit about the designated hitter. We were able to talk a little bit about um, pitchers hitting. And we talked a little bit about an NBA, MLB preview. What I think it's going to boil down to with these players is it's great to have a great one-two punch, a Batman and a Robin. Well, anytime you have Batman and Superman, that's two stars that both want the ball. That's what I think could be the problem with Houston. So we're going to find out which two stars. Well, Batman and Superman argue a lot. They do. Oh, I'm the cool. No, I am. So we're going to find out which two stars get along the most. It's like, it's like, no offense.
Thank you so much again for listening to episode three of Sliders and Curveballs. We have some new microphones on order and things are just going to continue to get better and better. Uh, We appreciate you listening and we'll see you next time.